Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, ladies and gentlemen. On a Saturday of the week in review, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research, and this is a show about quantum mental investing, the combination of using execution algorithms, and we put that together with a fundamental foundation. That's the information edge that I share with you. I like to call it this. The whole point of this um, channel, the, the website I set up for you, the Armor Report, it's designed for investors who want to manage their own capital. That's you, right? But you recognize the value of information. And you recognize the need to learn how to get that information. And that's what I'm trying to do on this show. So I hope it helps. All the information I share is information I use to manage my own personal capital. I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you. I couldn't possibly advise you on your portfolio, okay? But what I can do is say, look, I've been doing this over 30 years. This is what I've learned. I'm going to share my successes and my failures. And I hope over time, it helps you become the investor you want to be. And it affects your net worth in a positive way. All right. So I'm going to do things different on the show today. Um, got a lot of requests from Armor subscribers. By the way, you can subscribe to this channel right here, right down here to the um, YouTube channel and also the Armor Report, ARMRReport.com. Become a subscriber, an insider, an Armor Insider. And Armor Insiders have been asking, as have you on YouTube, I get, you know, direct messages during the week about you know, how did we know to buy this stock before it broke out? Like the basics of chart pattern reading. And so I thought what I'd do today, and maybe we'll do this every week for a while, is share with you the chart patterns that are in the portfolio and see why they're there, right? You'll see them break out and why did we get them? Just basic chart reading. Because it, it really is the um, lifeblood of the decision process. We use algorithms to tell us when to put capital to work. And we're crawling. Those algos are crawling. And as humans, we're crawling all of these names, looking for the chart patterns that sync up with the algorithmic entry point. And those are the ones you want to trade. It's the ones you want to invest in. It's the ones you want to day trade. At the Armor Report, we've begun a channel on our Armor Slack trading desk for all subscribers where we talk about day trades. We set up in the morning. These are the stocks we're looking for. These are the key locations, the prices. Right, And then when those locations get breached at the right trigger, we put day trades on. We had a huge day Friday, and I was sharing that with you in, in, uh, uh, on my uh, uh, a Twitter feed. So at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal, you could see what I was saying um, during the day. Just a couple of trades, and I think what I'll do is you know, try to share these with you so you guys can learn how to do it on your own. So that's what we're going to do a little different today. We're going to hit the basic week in review. We're going to talk a bit about the market. We're going to shift over and, of course, discuss some things about cannabis. It's our favorite story and our favorite investment theme. And then we're going to get to some chart patterns and then your questions. So feel free to fill up this chat, chat board, um, message board, whatnot, and I'll get to questions at the end. So if you enjoy this, of course, give me a thumbs up. It always helps me. And um, I can take that down and subscribe if you wish. All right. So. Let, let's, be, let's be honest. This was a really fun week for everybody on the Armour Trading Desk. We had a huge alpha this week. 
okay? Um, we really stepped on the gas after taking a break for a couple weeks, right? We had a massacre Monday. Remember that? And we said, hey, we're pulling back, protecting capital. We have three basic portfolios, the armor index only driven by algorithms. So there's no human decision process there. And then we have the armor aggressive, armor conservative, which looks at the armor index and then uses some human interaction to protect capital or get more aggressive depending on how we feel. All right. So that's how it kind of works. So we, they all use algorithms to find the entry point and then a little bit of human interaction, this guy right here, <laughs> determining how aggressive to be or how conservative to be. So for a couple of weeks in there, we were a little more conservative in these two accounts because of what happened on that Monday. But I shared with you, if we breach certain levels on the S&P 3600 and um, if we start taking out the highs of that massacre Monday, and as we watched some of the names on our whiteboard skyrocket, we knew we had to be more aggressive. So we got really aggressive um, actually the week of Thanksgiving. And, it, and we had a big week of Thanksgiving, and then it just spilled over into last week and it exploded. What I want, my, you know, before I get into all of the fun about how much, you know, fun we were having during the week and where we were buying things and the money we were all making, I want to take a minute and Take this particular moment, because you're not going to hear most guys talk about it, okay? When you're having all this fun, you don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. The time to hedge your tail risk is when nobody thinks you need to do it, okay? Now, there's different ways to hedge. We're going to get to the excitement in a minute. But I just want to talk to you guys about how to professionally manage a portfolio. I don't know what you're looking at in your portfolio, but in my portfolio, in armor portfolios, we're up huge this year. The alpha is enormous this year. So we're at this moment in time where the market's just skyrocketing. You want to see why? One reason is that we have massive call buying. Take a look at this chart. You're not going to believe this chart. In case you've missed it, okay? That's the call buying that's absolutely exploded in the last couple of weeks. And if you want to understand why the stock market's breaking out, you don't have to look any further than that. When call buying explodes like that, it forces the dealers who sell calls to buy the underlying assets, okay? And so you get blow-off tops in the market. When someone buys a call, they're buying it from a dealer. The dealer is not in the business of being short the underlying asset, right? When he sells the call to you, now he's short. He owes you. You have a call on him, right, for shares at a certain price. The stock goes up too much, he's losing money. That's not his business. He's a market maker. So if he's selling lots of calls, he's buying lots of underlying. Market goes up. Take a look at that chart again. That's insane call buying action. So it's lots of fun. I'm not saying it's going to stop tomorrow. We're, we're fully invested in armor portfolios. My own personal portfolio, you know, probably have more than 100% of my capital to work, okay? That's the time to start thinking 
about managing your risk. How can you do it? Well, take a look at this for a second. Okay, here's the put call ratio. At 2011 lows, it's at the lows going all the way back to 2011. What does that tell you? It, oops, sorry about that. That's my other favorite screen. What does that tell you? 2011 lows. It tells you the premium on puts is small. And that's the time, if you're hedging a portfolio, that's the time to think about. I'm not saying you should run out and do it Monday. I'm not saying the market's going to implode tomorrow. I, I don't know what the market's going to do. The point is, you buy insurance when it's cheap and nobody thinks you need it. So what I do personally in a situation like this is I look at the small cap index, IWM, the NASDAQ 100, QQQ, maybe the Dow, DIA, and I look at the option structure and I try to find the right asset for me. I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing because it might be different than what you want. You might not want to do it at all, right? I'm not telling you to go do anything. I'm not saying go buy options. That's not what Brett's saying. I'm just telling you what I'm doing to protect my own investments at a time when no one's thinking about it. And I might not have done it yet. I'm just sharing with you. Now's the time to think about it. How do you protect a year that's enormous? You've had, you sh if you're following the armor report since January 1, you should be having a huge year. So do you take some of that and throw it away, right? You expect to lose money. You hope to lose money if you buy those puts. You hope to, because it means the whole market keeps skyrocketing. It's like insurance, right? You hope to never use your health insurance. You keep throwing away money into the health insurance, and you hope you never use it. Okay? So I just wanted to start the day by sh sharing that thought with you. Okay? Make sure that you're thinking about protecting your assets at a time when no one's thinking about it. The other way to do that is to raise your stops. You don't have to be a, a, a put buyer. You don't have to be doing anything fancy. You could start raising stops. You could start booking some profits. Not the whole position, maybe 10%, maybe just 10%, just shave it down. Maybe what you do is you start building up a small cash position right? Maybe you say, I don't want to be on margin anymore. This is insane. I'm making a killing. Maybe it's time for me to go back to only cash. If you're 100% invested, maybe you say, oh, let's carry 10% cash right now. How could that hurt me? 90% of my portfolio is skyrocketing and I booked some profits. Look, it's up to you. I'm not telling you what to do. But what I am trying to share with you is professionals who are managing money are thinking about how to protect the tail risk right now. And that's what I'm sharing with you today. You're an individual, you wanna run your own capital, but you understand the value of information and you wanna learn how to get it. And that's what I'm trying to share with you, okay? Now let's go on and let's have some fun. Um, let's look at the S&P real quick because I like to start there really after that public service. Oh, what's that? A little chart candy for you. 
We'll get to that later. <laughs> it's MSOS. Woo! Who's having fun with me there? All right. This is the S&P. And what you can clearly see on this chart is what looks like a double bottom. You can call it a cup and handle, whatever you want. We broke out and closed at all-time highs. Okay, let me go back to this. So we see this pattern. I've been talking about it for weeks. It came up to this red line and fought that red line. One, two, three, pulled back a little bit. Boom, four, breaking out. And it's gone. So our risk monitor turned green right in here the last time, turned yellow right in here. And now we're just managing success as it goes up. It looks great. Let's look at the weekly charts because that's what really interests me. I was telling everybody on the Slack trading desk, it's a great week in Armour trading desk. It's a great week, but we need a weekly close that looks like that, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm almost ready to get rid of I'm almost ready to get rid of this Andrews fork. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I take it off the chart now? I mean, it's a breakout above the top. I almost feel like there's a new Andrews fork developing. Um, but we'll give it another couple of weeks to see if it accelerates. But that's a clear weekly breakout. There's no way around it. And it was a gap up, a consolidation, and a new high. Let's look at the cues. Okay? This was very important to me. I was saying again for the last couple of weeks, we're not going to get new highs into the end of the year without the NASDAQ 100. And it was clearly lagging until this week. Oops. And so we've got a beautiful breakout there on a weekly level. Okay. One, two, three, four up and out. One of my favorite chart patterns. One, two, three, four up and out. We're going to get to that in a minute. I'm going to go over chart patterns with you to help you read so you guys can learn how to do this on your own. Okay. Um, let's jump right into the cannabis chart for a second. Well, let me say this. Hold on a second, guys. Let's chat for a minute. So market looks great. We completed a weekly close in a four up and out scenario for all the indexes. Um, so, you know, we've got this ridiculous call buying going on, which keeps driving the market higher. So there's nothing to think, nothing to say, nothing to think that the market's going to stop its run. And that's why I talk about protecting tail risk, because the whole point is it's tail risk. It comes out of left field. Nobody sees it coming. And the next thing they know, the market's imploding and you can't figure out why. So you start thinking about it. It doesn't have to be this week because maybe it rips right up until OPEX on 1218, right? Maybe it rips right into, I think it's the 12, I think the 1218 is the, is the um, expiration. It's important this month. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, um, maybe it rips right to then. And then we start thinking about putting on some tailors. I, I don't know. You got to think about managing risk at this point. All right. While you're having fun. Because um, the thing is, if you start thinking about it now, you don't have to do it right now. But as the weeks progress and this market levitates, you know, you'll become more and more comfortable with the idea and then you'll start putting it on correctly. That's how I think for my own por portfolio. All right. Um, let's get back to um, obviously this chart. We all know that um, the Moore Act was passed. I just want to talk about this for a second. So welcome to the Cannabis Couch. Here it is. 
and, and of course, here's the chart on MSOS. It had a great week, went out right at the high. A couple of weeks ago, I told you all we were adding MSOS right here. Okay. And I think um, some of you were a little perplexed on why we would do that. So I'm going to walk you through in a minute, the chart patterns that make up MSOS. And what I tried to share with you back here is th this is not a, an, an asset that's, that's overbought at the moment. You don't realize that it only started trading back in September, but it's representing an entire basket of stocks. So to understand this chart pattern, you have to go look at the basket of stocks and see what do they look like. And you would have seen a you know, major breakout occurring. So it looks different than this little chart pattern. I don't normally buy new issues. In fact, you guys have heard me say that over and over. I wait six months before I buy a new issue. But an ETF is different. It's not really a new issue. It's just a basket of a whole bunch of other issues. And I can look at all those chart patterns. And so that's why we were comfortable putting this position on MSOS. You guys can go look at the cannabis channel we have on, uh, on, on our YouTube, uh, our cannabis, cannabis playlist on this YouTube channel. And you'll see we did a whole... Uh, discussion with you about why we think MSOS is a great investment. And um, so far, so good. The thing's blowing out. And it seems like we're not alone because I think assets under management for uh, MSOS is somewhere north of 150 million now. Or maybe it's 146 million now. I think that's the number, 146. And it only got started, you know, a few months ago. So it's had a rapid increase. You know, I think when we first started buying it, it was under 100 million and assets under management. So people are waking up to the fact that these are real, this is a real asset that really reflects the U.S. cannabis market, even though it's involved in swaps, which are a little hard to understand. And hopefully I explained it to you in the last video. All right. So anyway, we, we look at MSOS. It looks great. Let me just say this. The Moore Act was expected to pass to get out of the house. That's exciting. But at the end of the day, guys, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, nobody thinks it's going to get out of the Senate. So the Georgia runoff is more important than ever. If you love the country, you hope the Republicans win. That's not a political statement. It's just I think I personally think this country works best when the Republicans control the Senate, the Democrats control the White House or the Republicans control the White House. The Democrats control the Senate. It, this country works best when both parties are forced to work together. That's just my opinion. But if you're a cannabis investor, you really want to see the Democrats take Georgia. Okay? Because then maybe the Moore Act passing has a lot more weight. But a Republicans in control of the Senate, who knows what's going to happen with cannabis next year? Will a bill ever make it to the floor? I don't know. So... It's exciting. It's fun. It's definitely monumental. Um, almost more importantly to me was an announcement last week by the UN that they're rescheduling cannabis. Did you guys see that? That's almost more important. I actually I tweeted that out so you guys can read the whole discussion um, about the UN and what they were doing and the, the World Health Organization and rescheduling. Um, and the U.S. was behind uh, that vote. The U.S. agreed. I think the vote was 27 to 25 countries. So it was a close vote to reschedule. And the U.S. was on the side of rescheduling. And I've always said that I think before the Moore Act passes, before, you know, any of these other things happen, I think it's very possible that the country, the federal government decides to re, 
schedule cannabis, which would be huge. And it would be like come out of left field. People would be like, what? What happened? And it would go from Schedule S1 to Schedule S3. S1 is a dangerous narcotic like, you know, heroin, which is where cannabis is now, which is absurd. Schedule S3 means you could start studying this asset, uh, this, this plant for medical purposes, which would have a huge impact on the U.S. cannabis growers. They would no longer be dealing in illegal substance. Therefore, Schedule 280E would no longer apply, which means their taxes would go down dramatically. Hey, can I call you back? I'm online right now. Yes. Never will. Uh, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Always, here's rule number one, the armor investing way. Always pick up your mother when she calls. (laughs) Okay. Um, Anyway, so guys, take a look at that. I think it's very important. Um, The... um, that UN vote was very interesting. So you can read through it. It's on my Twitter feed. So at Brett Rosenthal, just scroll back a little and you'll see the, I think I did it this morning. I might've put it up. Okay. Um, what was I doing on the trading desk? Check this out. We made money short MJ on the trading desk on Friday. Okay. Not a lot of money, not a lot of money, but we put this trade on. So here's the vote. This is a three minute chart of MJ. And I love MJ as a way to hedge my cannabis risk. Okay. So I don't go long this asset. I go short this asset on a short term basis to hedge cannabis risk. So it runs up here right in the more act. So each bar is three minutes. And when it reverses and takes out the low of the breakout bar, which is right here at 1233, we get short, right? And it sells off and we book profits. However, we book profits. We made money on this trade. So we made money long and short cannabis on Friday. Right? So there's MSOS. That's where we're long. So is it possible? Am I blurry all of a sudden? Sorry about that, guys. I don't know why the camera does that. Anyway. Um, are we short? We, we can make money short and long. My question is, will money start rotating out of MJ into MSOS? If that's going to happen, oh, my God, you, might, you, might, you could put a pair trade on. I'm not doing that, but I'm saying I bet a lot of hedge funds might. You go long MSOS and short MJ, and you pick up the spread. That could be an interesting trade. All right. So now what I want to get to real quick after, you know, it was a great week and everything was wonderful in cannabis. And so we'll, we'll see what happens next week. I actually thought cannabis would go down after that, that more vote, but it didn't, which is even more bullish. Um, what I wanted to do now is get to the part of this discussion where I go through chart patterns with you to share with you basic technical analysis so that you can get on these trades early like we were. In the future, you need to learn these patterns. Let's go right now and start ripping through these charts. Um, Let's take Pinterest, for example. 
I've been sharing this chart pattern for a while with you all, but here's what it looks like. Huge cup, nice handle. Do you see this cup? Goes down like this, goes around like that, and then it makes a pennant up here. All right, a lot, a lot of people were concerned and didn't want to buy the stock. Okay, when it was trading, let me, when it gapped up here, I know a lot of people said, I don't want to buy the stock. It's a gap up, right? Let's see if it closes the gap. But what you see is it makes a tight pennant formation and then breaks out of that formation right here. So if you wait for it to come down, you can do that for a while. You don't have to get it right away. But what you want to do is buy the breakout of the pennant. You guys see that? Look what the stock has done. Just run higher. Let's look at Snap because it's the same chart pattern. These are stocks that are in Armor portfolios. Okay? Here's the big, big, deep picture, right? So when it comes across the tops here and pulls back, what I call this now is buying the first pullback to the 50-day moving average. You get the big breakout. Do you guys see that? Here's the breakout to a new high right here. So you, you can get that trade if you want. I don't, I don't try to get that trade because very often it tries like, like it did right here and it breaks down and fails. So I don't need to get the first breakout. In fact, I usually avoid it. What I like to do is buy the first pullback to the 50 out after the breakout. See that? Breakout happened, then it pulls back, consolidates at the 50-day moving average. I'll blow it up now. Okay? Makes a double bottom. And what you're looking for is that first big solid blue bar. See that? Right there that takes us out of that consolidation pattern. That's where you put the position on. The stop is the low of your consolidation pattern. So not a lot of risk there. Okay? And then the stock just walks right up and, of course, has a huge earnings announcement, blows out. And then you could say again, let's go over this again. I'll draw it together. Now what you've got is another pennant. Okay? Now you've got another pennant. And let's do another line like this so you can see how to draw these, right? You go to the gap up day, the low of the gap up day, connecting the lows all the way out to the right. Okay? And there's your pennant. You can buy the breakout day, which is right here, actually. This is the breakout day. Bang. Okay? Or there's a consolidation, and you would be getting long again right here. And those of you on the Armor trading desk, Armor insiders, know that we were long, getting long slack in the morning of that day using our day trading technique. So here, let me just show you what day is this. This is um, December 12th. No, um, December 2nd. Oops. So I'm just going to share with you how we set up our day trades on December 2nd. It's December 3rd. Here's the, oh yeah, this was the great day. We put this position on first thing in the morning. So why, why were we focused? And this is, this is the point guys. Armor Insiders, I'm talking to you right now. You're in the room with me every day, and I want to talk to you right now. You're in the room every day with me. We're day trading together now. Our day trading channel is starting to fill up. 
We're getting a strategy, step-by-step of how we do it. What I submit to you is the hardest thing is to focus on the right names. You can have 50 names on your day trading list. How do you know which five to be focusing on? What I submit to you is you want to find the names that are on a daily chart pattern set up in a tight formation that when they break above the key location, brings in all of the swing traders and all of the long-term investors who want a piece. You don't necessarily, you could do whatever you want. I don't necessarily want to trade stocks that are already in the stratosphere and hope that it goes to an all-time new high. It, it could, it's great. I know a lot of guys trade that momentum way. It's not the way I like to trade. The armor day trading way is to find tight consolidation patterns over a month or so on the daily chart and then watch those stocks very closely every day when you flip above the key location. That's the trade you want. And that's what we did in, in Snap. Okay, so right here, Snap gaps down that morning right to this yellow line, which is a um, armor moving average. Okay, and a very important intraday trading moving average. Snap, we're looking now at a three-minute chart. Okay, so it gaps down. Each bar is three minutes. The first blue bar that takes you back above the VWAP, which is this black dotted line, was the bar we were buying. And the location that was important that day was 44. Notice how 44 happens to be um, this price right here is 44. Let's see if I can move this over for you guys a little bit. Um, trust me on this. It was 44 right here. Okay. So the, the yellow line was the key location. We crossed above the key location and above today's VWAP. And we're looking at a chart like this, which is a pennant formation tight on top of it. So we know that swing traders and investors are desperate to buy the stock. And when it breaks above 44, there's the potential for explosive movement. And that's, of course, what we got. Okay. That's what we're looking for, guys. All right, let's move on. Let's go look right now at um, the cannabis stocks. I talked about MSOS and why we were buying it. But take a look at where we were buying the cannabis stocks, okay? Here's the first stage base. It's just breaking out of the base right here. Actually, the, the time to buy the stock was right here, and I did not do it, guys. All right, I didn't buy the stock here. Wish I did. I let it rip without me. But I'm patient, and I know there'll be a pullback to the 50-day moving average. And when that happens, and in this particular case, notice how the pullback to the 50 was right to the top of the base. Breaks out. Don't chase it. Be patient. It'll come back and test. It does. Then what you have to do is have to, you have to have the stones to put the money to work on the pullback, right? Because when it starts to sell off like this, you start to think the crazy thing about a human brain is when it's ripping higher like this, you think you've got to own it. Then when you get the real opportunity, you think, hey, it's down for the last month. Maybe there's something wrong with it. Okay, there's nothing wrong with it. That was a beautiful setup and we bought this day. 
Armor Insiders, you can attest to that. Okay? Those are the patterns we're looking for. Now, you say to me, why would I buy MSOS where I did? Well, but look at the pattern. We buy, let's look at MSOS. Okay? We were buying it right here. This was literally this day. This is the 25th. I think we bought the 25th. The morning of the 25th is when we put the money to work. Whoops. Okay. So now look at the morning of the 25th is right here, right here on um, uh, True Leaf. So all True Leaf is doing is breaking out of a tight base. Let's build the base together, guys. Your eyes start, you have to get start. You have to get used to looking for these types of patterns. All right. You could say that high right there was key. You can also say there's the pattern. You can look at this consolidation in the uptrend. Okay. So when it comes out above here, that's the move you're looking for. And if we're day trading this, we want, we want to get this on the 24th maybe. We want, want to get it on the, 20, the 23rd. It comes right down to the 25-day moving average and starts to move on a tight pattern. Let's look at... Um, Green thumb. Same entry point, same day, same pattern, right? This is the base you guys are looking for. Big downtrend, breaks the downtrend, rips higher. You don't have to get the first rip. What you want to do is get yourself ready for the test. That's the trade you want. Okay? Let's go look at Cure Leaf. These all look exactly the same, but it bears repeating. Or this is Cresco, right? Look at that. The, the patterns are identical. I don't have to buy the bottom. I just have to make sure I buy the first pullback to test the breakout. I love that trade because the stop is so obvious to me, right? If it takes out the low of that bar right there, I'm done. The trade's over. It's not going to work. Notice how, and this is key, John, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, notice how important this is. My favorite stop is what I call the low of the day I buy it, the L-O-D-B. Please notice how all of these big winners never go below the low of the day we bought it. If you buy right, the stock should never challenge the L-O-D-B. So this was the right entry point. It never challenged. If you want to say, well, why was that the right entry point? Look at the pattern. Okay. Here's the pennant. Right. See that? Popping right above it that day is the day we bought it. Move the pennant right down. See that? It popped right above. That was the day to buy it. Tight consolidation. That's when you put money to work. Cure Leaf, same story. Absolutely the same pattern. Okay. Now let's look at, um, let me get to your questions in a second. I hope you're finding this helpful. Let's rip through a couple of quick patterns for you that I think you'll appreciate. Okay. Illumina. We entered this position right in the base, right here. The real buy day should be here though. I should have waited for that day. I think we picked it up right in here. Maybe on that day right there, the 24th, I think. 
and it popped out on the 27th. Every single day it's ripped higher. So what are we looking for? In this case, it's a rectangular pattern, okay? And we're buying a, and this is key, and it's gonna, this is gonna, I'm gonna, remember this downward sloping wedge here. Let's go like this to make it a little cleaner, okay? This is called a bottoming wedge. I love bottoming wedges, okay? It's a bottoming wedge. Don't forget chart pattern is just looking at buyers and sellers and who's getting more aggressive. So every time the seller comes and hits the downtrend, the sellers want out, out, out. But at the same time, the buyers start to get more aggressive. They're paying higher and higher, right? And so you're getting to that line in the sand and the battle is pitched right around $300 a share, which is the key location, right? So when it pops above 300, and you start to get gamma rolling higher, you know that the buyers are winning. And it pops out. And gamma's rolling higher, meaning more calls are being bought than puts, meaning that the dealers have to buy the underlying shares to keep up with the call volume. So now let's go to IBM. This is the mother of all bottoming wedges. And you could look, chart pattern analysis, you can mess around with how you want to draw it. We can debate all day long, okay? It's a bit of an art, not a science. What I like to do is connect as many uh, um, price points as I can to a trend line, uh, especially these reversal bars, reversal bars, reversal bars. That tells me that's where the sellers are coming in. And I cut off this top here because this was a blow-off top. See, it gapped up right here and then gap down right there. Can you guys see that? See this gap? It gapped down here after gapping up here. So I cut that off when I'm drawing. I say that just trapped a whole bunch of bulls. And the trend line is this. Boom, 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 boom. Gaps above, gapped back below. But the buyers come in at a higher level than they did this time. Right? And now it's breaking out and breaking above the 200-day moving average. This is one of my favorite ideas. It's a dog of the Dow. And so I think that you're going to see some money flow into the stock naturally starting next year, just because people follow the dog of the Dow theory. But um, it also pays us a better than 5% yield. So while we're waiting for the turnaround on IBM, we're going to collect more than 5.5% in dividends? Like I said on Twitter, there's, there's a baby somewhere in the world crying because his candy's missing. You follow me? I mean, that's what that is when you own the stock. In my opinion, that's what I'm doing personally. But there's the chart pattern. All right? And just um, let's get to your questions and answers. I just thought I'd throw a couple more names out there if you've got some more time for me. Let's take a look at the trifecta we had this week. We were long... We were long CrowdStrike in front of the earnings news. Why were we willing to do that? Look at the chart pattern, okay? This is a huge cup breakout. It runs up and it makes a consolidation at the 50-day. So here's the breakout right here. 
Then it consolidates at the 50-day. Let's draw this together, right? So you're getting that pattern, okay? And something like that, okay? Something like that. See, I like to, even, I like to raise it up to touch as many parts. So what I'm saying is some guys draw patterns down here where they say, well, you got to touch the tail. I disagree. What I like to do is pull it up to where most of the trading action took place. As you can see, if I widen this out, see this bar right here? It's not the tail. It's where it closes that matters. That's where I draw my trend line. It's not the tail where it closes, where it closes. All right. This was below the trend line. That's okay. But look at Look at how it comes right through the close here and the open on this day, which is clearly a reversal day. So what you have is a pennant forming. And here's a little trick, guys. This doesn't happen all the time. This is kind of more anecdotal than anything else. But I love stocks that sell off in front of an earnings announcement. I don't love stocks that rip higher into earnings. I want expectations coming down. For some strange reason, those stocks go up. And when you see a stock rip into earnings, a lot of the time, the stock sells off on the news. That's just anecdotal. That's not statistical. Okay? So that was the pattern we were owning. We were willing to own that pattern. It's an explosive pattern. Let's look at Zscaler. Same pattern. Right? There's stage one base breakout. The thing rips higher and then starts to actually puts in a double bottom around the 50-day moving average. Same type of formation. We owned it in front of earnings. The stock blew out. OKTA, it had a decent little earnings pop, but kind of disappointed a bit. I thought that stock would be up a little bit more. But all three positions were up for us, and they all had the same type of chart patterns. Now, before we get to your questions, I know it's been really long here. Let's jump into a couple of stocks we added recently. Spotify, four up and out. One of our favorite chart patterns, four up and out. One, two, three, four was a blowout, and it closes in the top third of its trading range. That's powerful. That's a powerful move. And that's a recent, you know, a recent addition. Let's look at the weekly. Closes right near the high of the week. That's brilliant. Okay. We added it down here. If you guys remember, we paid 157.30 back on the 15th of May, we doubled the position up at 187.88. We booked our profits somewhere in here. Okay. We've been waiting for the next breakout, and there it was this week. Datadog. These are some ideas that haven't blown out yet. Sets up a double bottom right at the 50 day moving average. I love that trade. Love that setup. This ended up being a great day trade on Friday. Because of the tightness of that pattern, and then here's 100 was the important location on this stock, which is right here, which happens to be the opening range high. And what we did was buy the pennant. Do you guys see that pennant? Your eyes have to get used to picking up pennants. They, they're really powerful chart patterns. Something like, you know, really something like this. Right, And when it breaks out the top side of that pennant when you want to get long, which is exactly what we did on the Armour Trading Desk. And it ripped higher, right up to the average true range high of the day. Go look it up at Investopedia.com. Average true range. You need to start using that if you're a day trader. Average true range. It'll help you get an idea 
of how high or how low a stock goes on average over X amount of trading sessions. The X is the key. That's the secret sauce. Okay. I'll let you figure it out for yourself or become an armor insider. And I'll share with you of what the right amount of days are by just looking at these charts. Okay. Um, and the last idea before I get to your questions, what's the last idea I was going to share with you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's take a peek. All right, this is Kratos Defense, stock we've been on for a long time. It's a small cap stock. You know, we already own this in portfolios. So what we're looking at here is a huge base that the stock is trying to break out of. And I could really, I don't know, I think maybe I should go like this with, the, with this trend line. Something like that. You know? That's really what's going on there in that chart. Maybe we bring it down to that level and try to connect as many. See, now we're touching this point, this point, this point, here, 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 and this is the week it breaks out, right? And we're going to cut this part off because that's just trapped a bunch of people. There's a consolidation here, and then we're just touching as many. See all the reversals? That's where you want your line to touch, as many reversals as you can. It's okay if it goes above a little bit. It went above and reversed back below. Right? It did it right here. went above, gap back below. But this is the first week where it goes above and stays above. Weekly chart. Okay? That's the pattern. And in fact, I think I'd like to get rid of that line. And let's draw something like, hmm, something like that. I'm going to cut this off because this was the market implosion based on a pandemic that doesn't really, I mean, that's just massive selling across the board, right? So there's a pennant on the weekly level that's just squeezed out this week. All right. Okay, guys, those are my thoughts for today. And I'm now willing to take your questions and I appreciate your time with me. It always helps. I wish I could figure out why this is getting so fuzzy. Anyway. All right. Questions. Let's go to it. I went a long time there. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Um, let's go. Love tuning into this week. Oh, Phil, thanks so much. All right. Raymond, does your research on yeah. C Wood is selling Illumina and buying this? Yeah. The stock's on fire. I mean, there's nothing for me to do about it. So I'm not chasing after the stock, and I'm certainly not selling Illumina. I don't care who – I don't know who Seawood is, and I don't care what he's doing. You know? Um, that's a beautiful-looking chart pattern, and certainly the stock should be owned. I missed it. I'll have to wait for the next go-around. And you were definitely there trying to get me in it, Ray. So I appreciate all the effort you made. Okay? I think there's room for more than one stock, though. And this one's just getting started. But I do like this idea, and so I'm just waiting for opportunities. So what I've done here is, right, I've totally missed the original breakout. So it's, if, we did, if we looked at this here, we'd say, you know, this is the breakout line, and it's just absolutely ripped without any pullback to the 50. And so what I'm waiting for now is some consolidation. So you could say this was a consolidation. I could have bought right there. 
you know, 15. I probably should have bought it at 15. That was the next opportunity. So maybe I'll get the next one. The beauty about the market is it always gives me another shot. Hey, Brett. Yes, my friend. Wondering if you looked into BB, Kevin, man, holy smokes, BB just skyrocketed on that deal from, from uh, I think it was Amazon, right? I mean, I've looked into it. I'm not trading it. It's, it's ripping higher. I think that's great. It kind of goes on my whiteboard somewhere to watch for the first consolidation so I could pick it up. So that's what I do with these stocks that skyrocket. I don't have to be on them in the skyrocket, and there's no way I'm chasing them. It goes on the whiteboard. The Armour Investing Way is three stages, whiteboard, algorithmic entry point, stop losses. So the whiteboard is for all these ideas that are running away from me. I do my research on them. It might take a couple weeks, a couple months. At some point, the stocks come back down and set up another opportunity, and that's when I step into them. So um, that's a name to go on the whiteboard. I like PLTR, but um, I, I don't, you know, I really don't usually buy, and I, I almost never, I mean, MSOS was a different situation, as I explained, but I don't buy new issues. So I love the, the breakout. And so what I'll do is buy the first consolidation after this breakout. I don't know where it'll be. I might be paying 32 for it, or I could be paying 14 for it. You know, you just don't know, particularly because after the deals come out and the stocks rip higher, there's usually insiders that are unlocking their shares and they dump the shares on the open market six to nine months after the deal's done. And that's usually why even runaway new issues have a beautiful second entry point. When that lockup agreement's over, you'll get that second entry point, And that's what I usually look for. FedEx. Yeah, FedEx chart doesn't look bad. And that's a, that's a chart pattern, you know, that I could see day trading, okay? I mean, you could also own it. But I'm saying, like, I might be on this for a day trade next week. So here it is coming across the highs, right? And when I ask you guys to find me chart patterns that are tight to this, to a base, I mean, look at this. So here's your tight little base, almost like a little cup and handle over a month-long period. So when this thing pops above, what is that, 300? If that happens to be the key location, I don't know. It might be some other location. But if 300 is the location and we get the right setup on Monday morning, we could be long FedEx for a move from 300 to 310 like that. What's the day trading chart look like? You know, I don't know if 300 is the location. Let's pretend it is. That's going to be a little too far away for right now because that will just be too much of a move. Um, so that won't set up for Monday. But I don't know. If, if, if it turns out that 295 is the right location, this would be an ideal opportunity. Because if it were to gap above 295 and a gap above the prior day's VWAP, I would buy the first close above top day VWAP. I just have to figure out what the right location is. Okay. Thoughts on Fastly. Oh, my God. I'm glad you asked that question. We had a huge day trade on Fastly on Friday. And so this is what we're looking for. Here's the tight consolidation after the gap down, the TikTok news. Okay. Tight consolidation, very tight, right around the 50 and 100-day moving averages. So what we did, this was really the biggest um, move of the week for us. 
on the Armor Day Trading Desk. This is the three-minute chart of Fastly, okay? We got long Fastly right here. Can you see, guys see that? This was the 939 bar. We bought Fastly at the 939 bar. The close of the 939 bar, just in case you're wondering, was 83.51. We paid less than that, but okay, let's call it 83.51. The stock ripped all the way up to, you know, 96, $97 a share. And Armor Insiders were alerted to this early Friday morning. We have, um, you know, the Armor Insiders, we've set up an Armor um, day trading channel inside of our Slack room. So all we do first thing in the morning is try to put in the names we're looking at and the prices that are important. And then if we're trading them, boom, we let everybody know that's inside that channel, we're getting long this asset right here, and this is the stop we're using. And what I submit to you is, look at the success of this trade. Did it ever challenge the bar we bought? No. So the stop, the stop is the bar we bought. So the risk is tiny versus the potential reward. That is what we're looking for when we day trade. This is a common misconception for people who day trade. They think they have to be right seven or eight times out of 10. That's incorrect. I don't care if you're right three times out of 10. If the three stocks you buy do what Fastly did and you cut all your other losses real quick, you're a very profitable day trader. Now, if you can get the level to 50-50, you're an insane day trader. If you don't have to be right more than half the time. If you learn how to cut your losses right and ride your winners, and I mean ride them. What's an exit strategy for this? One of my favorite exit strategies is, and this is something everybody can do. This is a three-minute chart. And what we like to do as an exit strategy is to not sell the asset until it has three down bars in a row. What I call three bars against. The blue bars obviously are up bars. The red bars, magenta bars, are down bars. So following that rule, you would not have sold a share of Fastly until right here. That's the first three bars against. One, two, three. And by the way, three bars against have to be new lows on each bar, closing lows, new closing lows on each bar. Okay? That's where you would have sold some. So right here at the end of that bar was right around 88 and change from a price of 83.50 where you bought it. So you would have booked some of your profit there or all of it, depending on how you want to trade. But, you know, some of the profit is what we booked, okay? Then the thing ripped higher again, and you would not have sold another share until right here, one, two, three bars against. What's that price? The, the closing price there is um, 95.81, and you paid 83.51, theoretically. You would have booked more profit there, and then, you know, you could have exited wherever you want. Now, what do I think about Fastly going forward? Um, what do I think about Fastly? Um, 
I really love the idea. I don't love how it closed. So not holding any of this overnight. When you have a big up bar like that, up candle, I like for it to close in the top half of the candle, really the top third of the candle. Remember what we saw in, in uh, Spotify. I don't like when it closes in the bottom half of the candle. And this was like kind of right in the middle. And so I would just rather step aside and wait till the next day. Now, don't forget, um, I think they told us that uh, there was a rumor that Cisco might buy Fastly. The reason I didn't carry it into the weekend is that if that rumor is not true and Cisco doesn't buy on this weekend, chances are the stock goes back to 80 on Monday. It almost felt to me like they were trying to run the shorts. An erroneous story drops about Cisco buying Fastly, which I just can't believe that Cisco going to do that. Okay. But it was a beautiful day trade because it went right above the key location. Boom. We put the trade on, squeeze the shorts, the thing rips, make our money, step out, look for another opportunity. And if this thing comes back down to 80, which is the key location, maybe 85, maybe the locations rolled up with, with the calls. Um, I'll look to trade it again. You know, and if it, if I trade it again and it closes in the top half of the range, I might own it because I love the name. Um, Teladoc, I, you know, I really like Teladoc. I don't, I don't love the chart pattern yet. So um, still waiting for an entry point that makes sense to me on Teladoc. You know, uh, it's digesting the acquisition of, uh, you know, that, that recent acquisition. It's not a bad, I mean, look, it's right on top of that consolidation right there. And it's holding the 200-day moving average after the acquisition was announced and completed. So I guess what you could say is, if I were to draw my patterns, we better keep our eye on this next week, right? Because there's your downtrend. That might be a great idea to look to trade next week. Depending on where the key location is, that might be a great day trade Monday morning. So I'm going to put that, I'm going to write that down, put it at the top of my list. Who gave me that? Your affinity. Thanks so much, my friend. That goes at the top of my list. I have to see what the location is. We might be day trading that on Monday morning. And if it turns out to be a huge day trade, we might hold it overnight and turn it into a, a real investment because I do like the business. Um, all right, let's go. Let's keep moving here. Geez, that's over an hour. I'm sorry, guys. I went late on my, my thoughts and ruminations. I hope you appreciated it. Um, C-E-N-X. I hope you found it helpful, really. Oh, yeah, the, the, the aluminum stocks, the steel stocks. I know uh, Chad on our trading desk is all over, you know, uh, U.S. Steel, which is skyrocketing. So they, they look great. Tech Monkey, Deb, how are you? Thoughts on Riot? Well, um, Deb, if you're still on, online watching this, I know I've gone late. Here's Riot. Um, they announced a secondary offering after the market closed yesterday. So they announced the secondary after the market closed yesterday. So chances are the stock's going to be down Monday morning. Um, fundamentally, Deb, I won't touch this stock. The CFO left the company, I don't know, months ago. They have not hired, no, excuse me, the CEO left the company months ago. The CFO took over, and he's, he has not brought in a new CFO. So the CEO and the CFO is the same guy, 
And what you want in most companies that you're investing is are checks and balances. You know, you want somebody else looking at the books. <laughs> um, I've never liked this company. It doesn't mean the stock can't skyrocket because people love Bitcoin. It happens all the time. And you can certainly make money swing trading it. But if you're asking me what I think from an investment standpoint, would I hold this long term? Not for me, not for my account. You could do whatever you want, but not, not for my account. Fundamentally, it doesn't make the, the, the whiteboard. Festerosto, terrified to buy until election is over. Feel it could blow up. Thanks. Festerosto, I don't um, disagree with your concerns, but fear and greed have no place in managing money. Because what you're going to find, and it's happening to you right now, my friend, is that when you're most terrified is when you should be investing. And when you're most excited, it's when you should be going to cash. And that's unfortunately the ridiculous human condition. The armor investing way is about overcoming that human condition. It's about using algorithms to tell us when to put capital to work, even though it makes no sense emotionally to a human. So, I don't know if there's emotionally to a computer, but you know what I'm saying. So um, armor algorithms are getting long right here, okay? Right November 3rd, November 4th, we're getting long the market. That's during the election. And you're saying to yourself, that's insane. This election has all kinds of pitfalls. We shouldn't be getting long. And yet our net worth right now is at the highs of the year. Our net worth at the highs of the year because we invested during a time when no one thought you should invest because there's high political risk. But that's not what drives markets higher. What drives markets higher is Fed adding liquidity. So in a weird way, when you feel most scared, that's the time the Fed's adding the most amount of liquidity, which is why the market goes up. And then when you start to feel comfortable, that's when the Fed says we don't have to add liquidity. And that's when the market goes down. So here's a shocker for everybody. March, April, May timeframe next year. Here's a prediction. All the political stuff's behind us. COVID's behind us. Economy's reopened. GDP starts to grow. You're going to think the market's going to go up. The market will start going down. It'll start going down. And you'll say to me, why? That doesn't make any sense. And I'll say because the Fed is not buying assets because the economy is standing on its own two feet. Think about that, Festeroso. By the way, I'm not telling you to run out and buy anything today. The time to buy it was November 3rd. But I'm just helping you think this through for the future. The market will give you opportunities over and over and over again like this. Okay? Don't change your stance now that you're in it. It's like surfing. Now that, you're, now that you've missed this wave, if you were a surfer, you wouldn't be out there paddling like crazy trying to catch this wave. You would take a surfer's mentality, zen the whole thing, and say, it's beautiful out here bobbing in the water on my cash, and I'll wait for the next set to roll in. And that could be in a few weeks. It could be in a few months. 
And during that time, you build your whiteboard and get ready. Precious metals. Alexander, I'm not, um, I'm not uh, um, buying any precious metals right now. I, I think they should be going up. I don't understand why they're not going up. And generally, when I think something and it's not happening and, you know, all the, all the things are in, in favor and yet this is GDX and it can't go anywhere, I just have to avoid the space for right now. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll be back. When it sets up right and we get the right chart patterns and our algorithms tell us it's time to put money to work again, I will. That's the beauty of the armor investing way. It's not my emotion or my opinion of what I think should happen. I don't force my will on the market. My will says gold stocks should be at all-time highs. The market tells me otherwise. I'll never understand why. So I use algorithms to tell me when to put money to work again. I don't know when that'll be. If you watch this channel every Saturday, you'll know. And if you're an Armour Insider, you'll know during the week when we start buying them. But just right now, we can't do it. Edit to catch up. Edit. Yeah. Oh God, that looks. That chart looks great. Who said that? Raymond. Points for you, Raymond. I'm gonna have to write that one down. Do a little bit of work on edit. I did work on edit a long time ago. That chart looks great. Mm-hmm. That could be a candidate. ESTC. Yeah, I love ESTC. Darn, I hate that I don't own it. Raymond, I've made money in ESTC and I got off the bus. And I should have bought it in front of earnings like I did Zscaler and CrowdStrike. You know, but I just didn't. But edit, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that anybody who wants to understand these companies, let me just share this piece of information. Datadog and Elastic Corp are eating the lunch of Splunk. And so when we saw Splunk come out with this disastrous quarter and the stock implode, it makes us really want to focus on Datadog and Elastic Corp. Datadog is what we focused on because I love that setup. But Elastic Corp too, because those two companies, I think, are really cutting into to, to Splunk business. If you listen to that Splunk conference call, it's scary. Their business literally is imploding. People are walking away from deals and they say that the deals are going to come in the next quarter and maybe they do. But I think that the deals are being pushed out because companies are realizing, wait a minute, I could do this business with Datadog at better architecture at a lower price. Um, Taiwan Semi is going through the roof. It sure is. I just can't get them all. And that's the other thought on precious metals. There's an opportunity cost of money. I don't have room in my portfolio for gold stocks right now. I can't waste time waiting while other stocks are skyrocketing. I need to own the stuff going up now and then book profits and rotate into precious metals at a different time. Um, here's TSM. It looks great, right? And of course, on our desk, we own AMD. I also like NVIDIA. Hasn't broken out yet little pattern there. If the market runs to the end of the year, I just can't see it doing that without NVIDIA crossing 600. I just can't see it. 
Well, I could be wrong. I mean, the stop will be so tight. There's not a lot of risk there. You still own Apple? Absolutely, Joe. Absolutely. Why not? A conservative portfolio owns Apple. We bought it below 120. It popped above 120. And this is the chart pattern that intrigues me. Something like, I'm going to cut off that top and go like that. It could make it a little bit tighter like that. Right? So it's tried to break out. I'd like to see it extend that breakout. Now, look, if it comes back in, there's, what's the risk in here? My stop is pretty tight. And if the thing breaks out and the market runs to the end of the year, the stock's 140. I just don't see the market running like that without these big names. Kathy Wood of the ARC funds. Oh, oh okay. Thanks, Raymond. So she's buying a buying um, PACB. Okay. I'll find my way into it. All right. Apollo. All right. What would you say to someone who has been trading the volatility but doesn't hold any longs in the market? Should they wait for better entry when the market comes back down? To the um, I, I think, like I, like I said a minute ago, if you're holding cash and day trading all day the volatility, you know, you're probably having some big days in here like we did on Friday. You're pick, pecking, picking up Splunk or SE or things like this that are just skyrocketing. So um, I go back to the surfing scenario. The big wave rolled in November 3rd and 4th. If you weren't willing to step on it then for whatever your reasons, you don't go put a whole bunch of money to work now. So you stick to your knitting. If you're making money, stick to your knitting and you wait for the next set to roll in at some point in the future. I don't know when that's going to be. This is what I do personally. You could do whatever you want. You want to go chase after stocks, man, have at it. But the armor investing way, which is what I share with you on these shows, is to take a surfer's mentality to the market. You don't paddle extra hard to try to catch a wave you missed. You get back into position and you wait. You wait for your set. And while you're waiting, you're doing your research, getting ready. So when the set rolls in, you know where you want to go and you're in the right place. Thoughts on CRM? All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. It's an hour and 17 minutes. So um, copper miners, looks good, Ray. Have at it, brother. Any other questions you got for me? Um, now's the time to fill it out, and otherwise we're going to have to wrap it up. There's the copper miners. It looks great. CRM is buying um, Slack, and so I don't ever feel the need to rush into a company making an acquisition, and particularly one as big as the, the Splunk acquisition. So that looks like a, a you know, island reversal top, and I don't see any desire or need to buy this stock in the very near future for me. I might want to buy it, you know, after it sets up a whole new base, but that's a terrible looking weekly chart pattern. And, you know, just take a look at Teladoc. It takes time for these companies to make these big acquisitions to put in a chart pattern that's worth buying. So Splunk, you know, somewhere in, not Splunk, Teladoc made their acquisition somewhere in here. The stock's been consolidating, lower prices. If you're buying it in here right now, you're missing all these unbelievable breakouts waiting for this trade. So what you, you know, the same thing for me on CRM, is it going to just turn around and skyrocket? I don't think so. 
Usually they have to digest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been so much fun. I really appreciate everybody's time spent with me because it helps me get ready for the trading week next week. Armor Insiders, I look forward to seeing you Monday morning, 8.30 for the morning call. Anybody who has not subscribed, I would love to see you on that call. Take a look right down here at the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com, and see if you think the information would benefit you. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care.